I know a lot of parents are going to be afraid. There are a lot of parents today who shelter their children from anything that could be perceived as dirty, harmful, or scary. I don't think that they want their children to experience the fleshy reality of what death really is. And in many cases, I don't think the parents themselves are ready to face that. Because of that, I can only appeal to the parents to take all this in consideration. Maybe they also need to go out in the forest and examine themselves, take time to sit in the stillness and allow birdsong to penetrate their hearts again and get through the agendas that are on their lists, and to look at the goodness that their children receive from the earth directly and ask the children frankly, do you love the earth? Do you like nature? Do you want to be part of it? Let the children decide what they are drawn to by their hearts, because in the end, they are not our children. They belong to the next generation. We are their mentors. We're the ones who are supposed to give them all the tools they need to make it and have health and happiness in the next generation. It's their world. Give them a chance. Let them experience it. And don't put so many pressures on them to fulfill and reach all these obligations that children have piled on them that are so unrealistic and so painful. Let them be kids. Let them be barefoot and feel Mother Earth in their toes. And let the children decide. John Young, the founder of Regenerative Design Institute. On today's podcast, we're going to have a short story featuring Ryan and our eight-year-old daughter, Paley. Paley's been on a couple of the Food Fridays with me, and so most of you should know her if you've listened to those. Uh, Ryan took her hiking and actually bear hunting um, about a month ago. Was it a month ago now? Mm, uh, was it that long? I don't think it was that Three long weeks ago. ago. Yeah, whatever. It wasn't that long ago, but um, yeah, this was uh, this was a pretty special hunt that we got to do um, because it was her first one that she actually got to go out and go with me on. So uh, I never really knew how it was going to go. You know, I know we're going to get her hunter certification card at ten, and uh, we'd be hunting at ten, which that's kind of been that that number that we've thrown out that we've talked about with her, but, um, actually having her just go out with me and, uh, and spend, you know, a couple of days with me up there, man, uh, on a bear hunt that's so close to home here. Um, you know, it's, it's not too hard, but it is hard still. We're still covering a lot of ground. Oh, um, I would say for the average eight year old, that's pretty hard. Oh yeah. Super impressive. I, you know, this, hunt, I wasn't really sure how it was going to go just cause it, I had a, I had a spot in mind. Um, just the setting of it was cool. I knew we'd find berries and I knew she'd see some stuff up there and, uh, had good opportunity to catch some fish as well. So, uh, if all else failed, you know, we'd get to do things that she'd enjoy and, uh, she wouldn't get too bored. So, but again, that spot was nine miles in, um, so not knowing that she would be able to make that, plus it was hot out when we, when we started hiking in, uh, yeah, to my surprise, we got there that night and, um, actually saw some critters, saw some goats and all that. But, uh, she not only did it, she did it with a smile on her face and, and loved it. So it was a great, uh, great trip for me. Yeah. I, I think we had a conversation today at lunch about just kind of the difference between Paley and some other kids, I think that we know that don't really get outside very much and, you know, go out in the backcountry very much. And she's just so it's, it's kind of seems so natural for her. I, I think obviously her and Ryan are kind of like two peas in a pod. You guys are, you know, you look alike, you kind of have the same endurance, you're built alike. Um, and you have a lot of the same mindset around this stuff. So I think as long as she's with you doing it (laughs) with me, I went on like a half mile run with her the other day and she like, was like, mom, we got to walk. I can't go any further. And I said, you run this with your dad for time. And I know it because you guys come back and you're like purple from sweating. And with me, it's like, mom, I got to run. I can't do this. I have a side ache. So I think when she's with you, she has this little 
bit more of oomph in yeah. her step. And yeah, we're at a cool stage where she actually, you know, out of nowhere, will just be kind of hanging around the house and um, making some food or something. And she'll come up and, hey, let's run up to the stop sign, which yeah. is, you know, it's three quarters of a mile away. Um, but we do it, usually we do it in the summer, you know, pre-trained to hunt. We do it with weight and stuff like that. But no, she, uh, she's gotten into it and she likes that little challenge. It's got a good hill on it. And, um, yeah, every once in a while. And this time I was kind of busy, so we had you do it. <laughs> and she's a fast runner, man. She took off out of the shoots like bam. And I was like, oh, geez, I'm not gonna be able to catch up with her. And yeah, by the way, we got the hill. She's like, mom, I got a side ache. I got to quit. I got to walk. You know what? Daddy only makes me go to this pole at the top of the hill. And I'm like, no, he doesn't. What are you talking about? Yes, he does. He says we can walk now if we want. And I'm like, you're totally pulling my leg. You you walked 20 miles with your dad in like two days. I think we can run to the stop sign. So, but I think too, we were having that conversation around kids, you know, kids being exposed to this. So I, I think sometimes, uh, so there's also a video with this that you got, you made a bunch of video and took a bunch of pictures Yeah, and it's just like I a, made it into a it little, is total, you know, non-professional yeah. video, but amateur hour for me. I just use my phone. I don't have any yeah. fancy camera equipment. <laughs> I just kind of use my phone. And, but it, it was good. And as I'm making the video, I'm thinking to myself, you know, Oh, what would some people think about this? I mean, our the people, you guys listening to us, you know, you, you probably don't think this is a big deal, but we, we also have a lot of people that listen to us that I think don't hunt or just getting into hunt. And there's this maybe thing about how do I introduce my kids to this? What's the right age? Uh, is, are they going to be traumatized by these things? You know, she has absolutely no, she's just like you. I mean, she is so excited about this bear and She's telling the story and she's showing it. I mean, she's really proud of it. So Yeah, and I think in this podcast, she's a little reserved. Um, she doesn't get too excited in the podcast when she gets the headphones on, but You can see it more in the video. During the hunt, she was yeah, she was pretty happy. Well, you can tell that. that Ryan was having a great time up until he actually killed the bear because we only have video literally up to right when they got the bear and you know, there's no obviously kill shots or anything because Ryan's busy, like doing that. Well, then and, it's like, you go into this mode of, all right, yeah. we got to get out of here. We got a lot of meat pack. We got, you know, we had well over nine. It was probably more like 10 and a half, 11 miles from where we were. Um, at that point we had to get back to camp and then nine miles out. So I didn't really think about much after <laughs> that. We just, I knew I had an eight year old. I knew it was, you know, pushing, I don't know what five o'clock and, and we well, I made the video go. and I'm like, geez, where did all the video go after? And Ryan's like, yeah, we were just trying to get home. And, and so it, it's a, uh, but there's some good pictures and she just, you know, she came back and the next morning, I mean, they got home really late. I don't even know what time they got home. And was I was up early cause I'm always up early. I'm a morning person. And, uh, Ryan came down, it was still early and he was kind of limping around and then Paley came down and she never, you know, she's a sleeping person and she was just like so excited and so excited, you know, and, and, uh, yeah, we actually, uh, I think we got home sometime after midnight and, you know, that was a huge pack out. That was a whole, the whole bear, the whole camp on my back. And so yeah, I was tight when I got up, but we got up and man, she was up. She only got like, I don't know, five hours of sleep. Yeah, and she was, was up and doing jumping jacks in the downstairs in the living room. It was crazy. Well, I have to say it was a, a little shocking for me because I wasn't actually, I didn't actually think they were going to do it. Um, I think, you know, going back to my question, like, is this too inappropriate for little kids? And I think I still, you know, all of you know, my background, it's like, I still have that thing about reservation of, you know, is she going to be okay with this and stuff like that. So I think when I found out in the morning that they had actually gotten something, I was like, what? And it was kind of shocking to me. It was, it was actually way more shocking to me than to Paley. Paley was kind of looking at me like, mom, what's the big deal? You know? And so I really saw that, you know, she, she has that in her and, um, she was very proud of it. She went to school her very first week of school. She has to do show and tell every week. 
and she talked about her bear hunt. And you know what? It's just, it was interesting because I, it's a community day and I have the parents go and she's reading about how she hiked this mountain with her dad and saw these goats and ate blueberries and oh yeah. And then we, we shot a bear. Now all the kids are like, what? And the, and the teacher's like, wow, you know, and, and I might've been a little more reserved of her doing that story. She doesn't go to public school. So I might've been like, Oh, I don't know if that's appropriate, but she was fortunate. Yeah. She was so proud of that. And then we were at the dentist this week. So this is like three weeks ago. She had it. And, you know, they always ask, oh, what'd you do for the summer? And blah, 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 her hygienist. She's like, yeah, I just went on this hike with my dad. And I we shot a bear. And the hygienist is like, that's amazing. I don't think I've ever heard that from another kid before. And, you know, she doesn't. And actually, I've been very um, surprised at people's reactions. I went to yoga and a bunch of my girlfriends and we got done with the yoga class and the yoga teacher goes, I can't believe Peely shot a bear. I said, well, she didn't shoot it. Her dad did, but she was there. And you know, this other woman in class goes, that is just incredible that she would just, she's just so into that. Oh wow. my gosh. That's so amazing. So I have three women in my yoga class telling me that they think, including the teacher, who's a good friend of mine. And they just thought that was so magical that Peely got to go out into the woods and to have this experience. So I think every time that I have any kind of reservation about it, it's like people around me, even though, even if I don't think they would support her in that, they're very supportive of that. And I think that has to come down to the nature of your kid, right? Like everybody knows Peely. And I think that was another conversation we were having today about animals and, and the love that she has for animals. It's kind of hard to explain, right? Like pe- people who don't hunt think you hate animals and you know, you are killing animals maybe for fun or whatever. And Paley is like a total animal. Well, she loves animals, but she also gets it. She kind of understands, you know, we also eat animals, certain animals. And um, she has no problem. She's been, she's been around it for so long. It's been, you know, it's in her DNA. It's- Unfortunately, a lot, I mean, majority of children, especially that live in urban areas, they don't experience that. Yeah, we live and- in western Washington. So there's not a whole lot of folks around here that are exposed to that, that actually kind of participate like like some of us do um, in nature as much as, as we do. So they're, um, you know, they're really not exposed to it at all and kind of uneducated, I would say. On a lot of things, that's why it's so shocking to them to actually hear about somebody out killing a bear, you know, killing a deer, killing an elk or whatever. Um, yeah, there would be a complete different reaction, uh, I think, at the public uh, school system here if Taylor went up and kind of talked about her summer and, and went into this long story about how she went out and shot a bear and packed meat out of the mountains. But um, and that's too bad because... Uh, you know, it is natural. It's, na- it's nature. You know, life sustains life. So she knows that. And, um, you know, hopefully, I, I think a lot of people are kind of catching on to it. But, uh, you know, she, uh, I think by her growing up with the lifestyle, it just doesn't, it just doesn't phase her. She just gets it and understands what it is. I also feel that there's a sense of maturity. Even after this event, I feel like she has a little bit different sense of maturity than she did before she went. I've kind of noticed that in her and, and, uh, I feel too that some of the other children we've been around that are in this industry, you know, their parents are in the industry and we've made friends with, and they have a different maturity about them when like we like Joel Turner's kid, you know, um, he was there when we were Bodie or getting a shout out. Um, when we went there to do Joel's class and with a gritty and that kid is just like, Man, he knows archery. Holy cow. And he's serious about it. He's just yeah. like his dad. He's yeah, <laughs> like he's, intense, serious. He's smart kid. And he's super and he's respectful. really, really good. He's really <laughs> he's good. better than most Yeah, he's adults. really good. He's, well, he has like, well, the best teacher in the world. And he's, he's respectful, you know? He's, he stands there and like, you know, is quiet when he needs to. And then he, he like teaches us and 
he doesn't have, like, I didn't notice like a reservation about him, like an immature reservation. And it was so great because he spent this whole day with us and he was just like this mature young kid. And then at the end of the day, I mean, it was super hot that day, right? It was like 95 out there. He was like in the pool, swimming around, having a great time, you know, and he was like a kid, but I felt, I just felt there was a sense of maturity about him. And I've, I've gotten that from other kids in like train to hunt, you know, the wise kids and the children we've been able to, to really get to know and, and love. And so I feel that maturity in Paley a little bit after that trip. She's, she's changed. And we had this interesting episode this week. Um, Ryan was on his elk hunt, which I'm sure everybody will hear about at some point. We probably do a podcast on that, but we were here and we just got home from school and Paley takes our dog for a walk every day over to her dad's land, over to the office and stuff, whatever she runs, runs the dog. She comes running back. Mom, there is a cat, a kitten, a baby kitten, you know, and it's dead and it's bleeding out of its mouth. You know, she's giving me this whole description and I'm like, what, what are you talking about? So she's telling me this whole story and she says, I have never seen a dead mammal. And I said, what are you talking about? You just went bear hunting. Well, a dead mammal, that's a pet. You can't have a bear as a pet. And I said, well, what do you want to do, honey? And she says, well, I'm going over there. I'm putting my gloves on. I'm walking over there. I'm getting that cat and I'm burying that cat in our yard. And he's getting a burial. What do you think it's a boy or a girl, mom? And I'm like, I haven't even seen the cat. I don't know. And she goes, that cat is as black as my boots. And I think it's a boy. And I go, okay. And I saw his arm move. He's just died right in front of me. You know, she's giving me this whole yeah, she saw like the last breath of that oh, poor that kitten. poor little kitten. And it's because we have stray cats over there because it's kind of like a farm. And so they have litters, you know, and they get, it was just a It got thing. under a car and got one of my workers car took and, off you know, poor thing is bleeding everywhere. But the difference in Paley is that she came over and she's describing every single thing about this cat because that's how she is. She's very detail oriented. And, and she's not like freaked out, you know, like crying and upset. Like, Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? She's no, she, she was really concerned about how it happened. Like she really wanted to get to the bottom of how oh, she that is cat an investigator. Another thing point. she has like her dad, private investigator <laughs> like nothing gets by her and so, yeah so so i said she says i'm going over there i'm getting that cat and i she was like doing the head thing at me the head shake <laughs> i'm going over there and i'm like okay so i'm holding her little sister you know i'm like do you want me to come with you she says yeah you should come with me make sure it's dead and i go okay we walk over there and poor thing is is dead freshly dead still warm you know we have a garbage bag she picks that thing up with her gloves on picks a poor little kitten up puts it in the bag she's talking the whole way about this little kitten's life and how this little kitten is going to heaven with jesus you know and she's just talking all the way home about how this kitten needs to go to god and be with jesus and so we get home. She makes me dig a hole back by her tree that she has a swing on. We, we, she buries the cat. She puts the cat in the hole. She puts all the dirt on top of the cat. Then she gets a rock. She writes on this thing in a Sharpie. Um, she gives the cat a name. Spirit is the cat's name. And we have like, not only that day did we have one ceremony, we had like at dark, we had another ceremony where we went out and sang like songs to it and stuff. And she wrote on the calendar that this week we're going to have a pray for the kitten day. <laughs> and Ryan goes, he gets home, he sees the calendar. He's like, what is this? And I'm like, we're praying for the kitten on Wednesday. It's pray for the kitten day, you know? So she, she has like this amazing heart for animals. And I think that it's a, it, it's just a, when people think that killing an animal is horrible, you know, I think that they have to look at the context of what that means and, and the cycle of life. So it's pretty cool to see, I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, um, you know, I, I'm pretty proud of where she is now. I mean, she's she's just been able to do so much stuff that, unfortunately, I think a lot of kids aren't able to do, you know, that, that live in the city. Well, they don't have a... 
they don't have to still be hunter as their dad. You know, another thing well, is, it doesn't is you're take not gonna that. It's, it's, you, you push her. It's, you, you push her. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. don't you don't want to coddle your kids too much, unfortunately, like a lot of people do. But um, yeah, when they get to experience a lot of things, you know, be out in the woods, do these hikes, do runs, um, you know, do hard things. As a kid, I think that's one of the best things. Um, you know, that's what my dad did for me. He he got me into doing hard things when I was a kid, long hunts, chucker hunts, and and uh, got to experience a lot of things out in nature, which you know gives gives you you know a, a better respect, a deeper respect for for everything out there than if I would have never actually gotten to go out and see it. Um, I think, unfortunately, I, 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 t- I run into hikers all the time and, um, you know, some of them are like brand new hikers, like they haven't seen a whole lot and they really have no idea what's out there. They don't know that there's bears out there. They don't <laughs> like know that the Microsoft deer. hikers. <laughs> yeah. We got a lot, we got a lot of that around here. They, everyone Amazon, Microsoft. come around and they'll hit some of these trails and, um, yeah, you can tell by their shirts that they're where they're from. But, uh, yeah, they, um, they just don't have any idea. They're just not out there very often. So you tell them that there's actually bears in these woods and it freaks them out. There's like, they just can't believe it. Like no way. Or there's actually goats in these rocks. Um, because they haven't seen it, they just don't, they just, there's just, I don't know. They just don't get it. But, um, and unfortunately that's why people come to these conclusions that, you know, hunting is a bad thing and just killing an animal is bad. They just haven't had any experience with it. And, uh, unfortunately that's, that's where we're at in society today. There's a well, lot of I that. I think it's pretty common. It's going on right now. You know, we've seen that, we've seen that with a few things recently about, you know, the public shutting things down and really they don't have a whole lot of, you know, stake in the game. They don't understand it. And, yeah, I think, um, you know, I think there's something to be said about taking your kids out and just doing what, doing what we do. You know, we were kind of, we're a little bit different that we had our kids so late, you know, we're shoot, our youngest could be our grand <laughs> granddaughter <laughs> we're in our forties. We got a oh my God. two-year-old, but, um, yeah, it, I, you know, Paley's obviously going to grow up and she's going to kind of know a lot of, she's going to have done a lot of things that other kids haven't. Um, that other adults at her same age haven't done. And so she'll be fighting the good fight, hopefully, you know, when she hits that point. But Well, she's going to be a lot like you. I mean, she's, she's always been like that. She, yeah. She's just, you well, know. I think, I think, you know, there's something to be said about taking your kids out and doing hard things. Even at eight, you know, she, I didn't know how she'd do. I knew she'd do okay. I thought maybe we'd get five, six miles in, but dude, she covered nine miles and she was happy about it mm-hmm. I mean, we could have gone more but it was getting dark and so um you know i think taking your kids out and doing hard things that's where they get a little respect for it and uh you know i showed her the gps at the end of that and i showed her like how many miles do you think we went and you know then i finally showed her and it was actually it was like 9.4 miles or something like that <laughs> and she's like oh my gosh and uh yeah, so, you know, she surprised me. She surprised herself. and mm. um, Now she knows she can do it. And, uh, you know, next time I tell her we're going on a nine-mile hike, it's not going to be too scary. She's already done that. And I say that, and actually, thinking back, I took her on an eight-mile hike when she was, she oh, must have been. She's always been a hiker. She must have been, how old was she, five? I think she was about five. She, was she did five. I don't know. She was little. And she did eight miles in rubber boots. and didn't have socks on. <laughs> she had socks on when we got in the truck. And then somehow on the ride up, she pulled her boots off. You know how kids are. Took her socks yeah. off. And then we got to the trailhead and she just slipped her boots on. And I didn't realize she didn't have a socks on until we got way up in there. Um, you know, we'd gone four miles. And her feet were hurting. So I was like, well. Let's take a look at them and took her boot off and it was just these rubber cheesy <laughs> pink i don't know they were those little camel um rain boots that she got yeah yeah they were not hiking boots they were and they, we wear those to like the pumpkin patch boots yeah yeah they were terrible for that 
But she did eight miles. Well, she's always no had your, on. she has your genetics. She has your feet. She has your legs. You know, she has your determination and your, your, um, stamina and endurance. She, she always has, you know, that's her thing. And she, and when she's with you, you, like I said, she gives you that oomph, you know, you, you push her that way and, and she really likes that. Um, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't really worry about her. Like, <laughs> Yeah, well, she, she's she's excited about trying to hunt because she's going to be in the next age class. Yep, come she's next spring, and she's going to be going against the big kids. Going against time. the big kids. That's that's what she talks about now. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, so we're, you'll hear her talking a little bit about what's we'll kind of go over our trip, how it started, how it ended, what she thought about it. Um, kind of a different little podcast, but. I think it's cool to hear her perspective a little bit on her first hunt. So, yeah. the day after you guys got back, she said to me, "Mom, why every time I sit down, these muscles in my butt hurt?" <laughs> and I go, "That's hiking twenty miles in two days, sweetheart." She's yeah. like, "It's like so. Oh, okay, no big deal. Yeah, on to the next thing." Yeah. So it's great to be young. All those great young cells just vastly multiplying. But all right, well, enjoy this podcast. Uh, the show notes will be at huntharvesthealth.com slash podcast slash Paley's P A I L E Y S Bear. Paley's Bear. Thanks, babe. All right, welcome back, folks. We are doing kind of a unique podcast today. Um, I got a very special guest. We are just hanging on the couch here, me and my daughter, Paley Bell. We're going to talk about a bear hunt we just went on. And um, she's cracking up. She thinks this is hilarious. But, uh, yeah, so kind of lay it out. What we just did is uh, this. she's eight years old. Paley Bell's eight years old. And we decided that just before school, going back to school, we needed one more summer vacation, one little trip, one little camping trip. And what we thought would be fun <clears throat> is to go up into the mountains and uh, see if we could find some nice ripe blueberries. We wanted to actually, Paley uh, came up with a little scavenger list that she wanted to do. She had catching some fish on that list. She had some berry picking on that list. She wanted to see a mountain goat. And um, there's a few things on there. Try to find a cedar branch, all these kinds of things. Um, one of the big ones on that list was to find a bear. And that was that was our goal for uh, for a little two-day trip. So we, uh, yeah, shoot, we loaded up the car and and it was going to be a quick one, but we thought we'd get the best of it. And, you know, the weather was uh, really nice and warm down here in the valley. And um, I've got some really good spots. I don't have to go far to hit a hit a trailhead. So we loaded up into the truck and bombed up there. It was kind of a cool morning and, and uh, started, started to warm up. We got on the trail, and um, I think I told you, Paley, that we had about eight Eight or nine miles to hike in, right? No, you told me like you told me six or eight. Yeah, six or eight. I, I wasn't really sure how far we'd get in. It was kind of a we'll just see how far we can get one day. I knew it was going to be warm and and uh, and but we you you impressed me. So we started off on the trail and. How far did we get? We went about what four miles till we hit the creek, and we were hot. It was it was a cooker at that point, and um, of course Paley took a break and took a little took her shoes off and got wet and swam around, cooled off. Um, what did you think about the hike in, Paley? Mm, I think it was good, except the part where it got stung. Yeah, we found some thing about western washington is we've got a lot of stinging nettles yeah and today while we were picking grapes my dad was over watering so like tell them the story about what happened <laughs> well that's a side note um about the the hornet yeah about the hornet oh that's yeah hornet almost got me 
But it didn't get me. No, it, but like, just like tell them the story. Well, we saw this hornet and uh, it skimmed my my face. It shot right past my face and skimmed my face. And I'm deathly allergic to hornets. So, um, well, let's get back to the story. Okay, so we hiked up. We got to the creek. That was four miles, which was kind of our goal to see how we were feeling. Yeah. And then what happened after that? We started climbing, huh? We started getting a lot of elevation gain and yeah. switch back in. And um, then we took a little break. And unfortunately, Paley found a little bee's nest alongside the trail. And uh, she was stung. I was going to the bathroom and yeah. I guess I got stung because I didn't know that there was a bee's nest there. Yeah, she came running back on the trail and Three bees got her all at the same time, unfortunately. It was a bad deal. I said, like, Dad, I'm getting stung. You're like, you're getting stung? Run! <laughs> yeah, we both ran for quite a ways, huh? Try to outrun those bees. Yeah, and then you came over there and, like, you had to calm down. You had to let them calm down, and then you went over quietly and got your camera. Yeah, we had kind of left the camera sitting right there and had to make a quick escape, so we left the ca- the camera there and had to go back for it and, uh, and snatch it up once they calmed down a little bit. So that set us back a ways. But that night, so we ended up hiking all the way up. I think we got up to the top about, oh, I don't know, maybe 6 o'clock or so. And we started finding berries like crazy up there. It was it was pretty good. Um, knew we'd probably, hopefully, see some bears. But uh, that night we, we got up, we found a little flat spot, and we uh, set up camp and then went to do some glassing um, while you picked a bunch of berries while I was setting up camp. So you had blue lips, and uh, and I got the whole tent set up and all that. And then we yeah. went and did some glass, and we found a really nice billy goat mm-hmm. right below our, our camp. Huh? Yeah, we went up there, and my dad got up out his spice goat, and he saw a white billy goat right below our camp. Yeah, yeah, it was a big one. He was just feeding along all by his lonesome. But uh, one side of the ridge, we can kind of take a look and uh, see a lake way down in the bottom. And that's, that was our intention. We were, that next day we were going to go down there and catch some fish. But, um, so it got dark on us that night. We ate some dinner and went, uh, and we set up, you, Haley wanted to see the stars. So first when I set up the camp, I kind of left the tent open, just the screen. I got a little MSR hubba that, uh, it's just, it's, you know, uh, double layer so we had the screen and then i had a rain fly on it and uh i left the rain fly off to begin with i saw no weather in the forecast it was supposed to be nice and sunny and but i saw a couple clouds rolling in and i thought you know what i better i better throw the rain fly on just in case and i did and sure enough uh i don't know sometime in the middle of the night it started pouring on us and that was the first rain we've seen all summer and um, we just happened to be up in the mountains when it hit. But it rained and rained and rained. And we got up probably, I don't know, 6 o'clock that next morning. And it was just, you know, hadn't seen rain for so long. It was pouring. Like, it was pouring. Yep. Yeah. Like the ground wasn't soaking it up. So we uh, we got it, a little cabin fever sitting in the tent. It had like, it had a like big puddles everywhere yeah yeah of water we were sitting in our tent eyeballing big giant uh huckleberries out there we were in there for five hours or something or like i think we i think we waited till about 10 o'clock that morning before we actually got out because we kind of knew what would happen as soon as we got out we're gonna get soaked we're gonna get you know our feet were gonna get wet and all that but Finally, it broke, and the sun come up, and uh, and we started hiking. So we hiked up to the ridge and kind of did some glassing, looking for bears, looked down at the lake. Um, I think we, uh, I don't know that we saw any goats in the morning, but we kind of hiked all the way across 
to another ridge about a mile away. Yeah, I think we did see some goats in the morning. Well, I don't think so, but like maybe in the afternoon. Yeah, or something? we saw a bunch of them in the afternoon. Yeah, like no, like no, um, three babies and a mama. Yeah, the the babies were running, and then the mama just stayed there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But what did we see before that? We kind of climbed up on a ridge, and we we glassed way off in this nether, whole other drainage. And, and we he, saw a big old giant black bear over there, didn't we? Yeah, this thing was pretty good size. He was feeding, just stuffing his face with uh, with huckleberries. And so we uh, we tried to figure out a way to get down that into that basin. Well, that chute was uh, really steep, and Paley really wanted to get down there. So she got a little frustrated because we could not get down there without climbing ropes. And um, it was going to be impossible. What well, we tried, and uh, we just couldn't do it. It was too risky. So we, we backed out of there, and uh, I made her deal. If we can't go get that bear, at least we can go catch some fish. So we kind of hiked back uh, to where we came, and that's when we saw some goats. Um, and we watched them for a while, took some video. After that, we went to the ridge, and he was like, it was like down there like 50 yards or something or like 100 yards away it's about 400 and i think it was 440 yards when i first saw that big old bear mm-hmm. and, yeah. and then you're like tuck, tuck, tuck. and <laughs> i ducked down and you went up to the cliff and you shot and you could still see the and you, you could still hear that bear breathing. Yeah. So what happened was we first saw the bear. He was a little ways out there. He's 440 yards. And the way he was feeding, I just figured, well, I'm going to let him keep feeding towards us. We'll get a nice close shot. And um, and so what we did was we worked up the ridge and got the high ground. We got way higher on the hill. And Paley kept up and stayed right behind me. And we got up there and shoot. We kind of break up, broke over the top and... Um, Right away, that bear had fed to us a couple hundred yards, and he was probably at least 175 yards away at that point, so he was getting nice and close. So I got a really good rest and um, and uh, set up and let him come even a little bit closer and, and put a shot on him. And He was right about to go up and over a ridge, and I was worried if he dropped down, uh, we might not ever see him again. So I got a quick shot on him, and... Um, yeah, shot felt good. Everything was was tight, and and so we uh, we watched him bail over the edge, and uh, we were going to give us some time. So we went back and kind of got a little snack. Went back to camp, got a little snack, um, unloaded some stuff, our fishing gear, and loaded up some game more game bags. And um, then we kind of had to scale a mountain to get down there, didn't we? We had a big shoe that dropped down into a snowfield, and um, we went down in there and, and kind of got to where that bear had bailed off that edge and it was really steep. So steep that I didn't want, I didn't want you to go down there, huh? It was way too steep for that. So I, I kind of had you plop down on the top and, and just watch me go down it. Um, yeah, I just stayed up there. I was, dad saw a hawk feather and he was like, hawk feather over there. And I saw it and then. I just stayed up there and I tried to like make um blueberry ink out of it so I can put it on my hawk feather. You're pretty creative. Yeah. You were trying to be able to write with your hawk feather by using blueberries for the ink. Pretty mm. smart. Um, like an Indian would. Right. Yeah, that's probably true. So yeah, so that was that was cool. We we got up there and um you know, I, I was looking for sign, looking for blood, looking for anything. And uh, I could look back up the hill and, and see Paley's head peeping over the edge. And so I got down in there. And the problem with this area is there's cliffs everywhere. And uh, so I got down and I could tell that this bear, it ran straight down. And to me, it looked like he was going to, he probably cliffed out. And sure enough, he did. He, he kind of got right to the edge and um, he was hurt. So he could not back up. Um, and uh, so... I got down in there, and I saw the brush moving a little bit. I think you saw the brush moving a little bit, too, didn't you? Yeah, I you did. Saw the, the blueberries moving. Mm-hmm. Well, he was 
he was uh, right on the bottom edge. I mean, he was within five feet of that cliff, but he was just tucked up into some brush and he was, he was mortally wounded, but he was still breathing a little bit. So, um, I was within about 10 yards and I just didn't have a good angle. Um, so what we did was we backed out, gave it more time, dropped down the, the bottom and kind of looked up the cliff and trying to see if we could spot him from down, down below. And, um, we couldn't find him. So what we did is we, I left Paley, I left you at the bottom and so you could kind of see everything from down there. And I hiked up that cliff and got above him I, again. And, I stayed down there. I was carving my rock like. Yeah, you were carving, carving uh, all kinds of stuff into rocks. Mm-hmm. Then I saw you throwing rocks at that. So you yeah, didn't know if. I, I was throwing rocks into the berries just to see if anything moved, if he was still alive in there. I just wanted to kind of you know, make sure. And then I went up there and, um, yeah, he wasn't, I don't know why, but he wasn't quite dead yet. So I finished him off. I, I had Paley move locations and get behind some rocks and trees. I went down there and he was like, Paley, go over that hill. And I was like, what hill? This hill? And he's like, no, somewhere where you can't see me. Okay. And I went over here that I looked up and they shot and I like popped down because there's some trees right here. Mm-hmm. Like some little trees, and then a little hole right here with that I sat in, so yeah. you can shoot. Yeah, yeah. So I shot and just made sure we were really safe, and um, I finished him off. Well, as soon as I shot, he just kind of, you know, lost all strength, and and he started to roll. And I thought, well, he's going to roll right off of this cliff. And so he rolled once, and I didn't hear him land at the bottom. And um, it was about a 200-foot drop to the bottom, I would say. And it's you told me to, you said to me, Paley, is that is that bear down there on the cliff? <laughs> Off the cliff? And I'm like, D- do you think it rolled down the cliff? And he's like, I don't know. Did you see it? And I'm like, no, I didn't see the bear roll down the cliff. Yeah, I couldn't figure out how it didn't roll down the cliff because it it was right on the edge of it when I finished him. And, and so I uh, ended up tying off um, with some rope because it was pretty darn hairy at that point. <laughs> I, I had to do everything I could to try to get that bear and, and get it pushed off that cliff. I, there's no way I could drag him up from where he was. All he did was he kind of got himself pinned into some scrub. And uh, he was a big old bear, and I was having a hard time moving him. So I tied off, uh, kind of lowered myself down there, and serious pucker factor on that one. But, um, yeah, I finally, after about 15, 20 minutes, I got his head kind of in between these two trees, and I pulled his foot around and ended up, you know, pushing and kicking and doing everything I could. And finally got him off, and, uh, and he rolled and tumbled off that edge and that's about all I could do and um, he hit the bottom and and rolled to a stop and kind of a little grassy meadow down there and uh, Paley was I had her set up on the other side so she wasn't in the fall zone and um, she watched it come off that edge and so she got to the bear it, way before I did it was <laughs> it was it was a huge boom it was like ba boom ba boom ba boom ba yeah, exactly. And then you ran up to it and you got to check it out. Well, I had to scale back down that hill. Huh? And I asked you, Dad, can I touch his paw? Because it felt really weird that I was going to touch a bear's paw because because I felt like it was still kind of alive. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so we uh, got down there and kind of admired it a bit it was a really just a beautiful bear big chocolate colored black bear and um just a, about as fat as a bear can be <laughs> he'd been chowing down berries like a maniac obviously for a while and he was just a roly-poly i don't know how many inches of fat i had to cut through just to get to that back strap but it was pretty pretty insane and so we uh 
got the game bags out after we took some photos and, um, gosh, we got a lot of meat off that bear, didn't we? Plucked it, plucked it clean and, uh, saved some of the fat and, uh, it was kind of getting late in the day and we had to be out of there. And so we started climbing out. I knew we were going to be making a long journey out in the dark. Um, but, uh, but that was all going to be fun because we had a big old bear on our back. So went back, climbed up the snow field and up through the chute and, um, got back to camp and broke it down. But yeah. What did you think of the, when we, when we finally got that bear and finally getting out of there? I thought it was pretty good. Then, well, you were cutting up the bear. I made a little chair in there. I made, I used moss grass and then there was this little hole in a rock on like right here and then a hole right here mm-hmm. and then I put some moss in the hole and then I put some grass against the yeah against the rock so I could carve my rock while I waited yeah yeah my daughter's pretty creative she's always coming up with cool little things <laughs> So. Carving the rock makes chalk. Mm-hmm. Get it? Rock chalk. <laughs> yeah, we, we made a bunch of pictures up there um, in the rocks because, uh, yeah, it was all chalky and just drawn designs. She's, she's a little artist. So we made designs. Somebody will find them someday. And, um, or we'll be back there, I'm sure. When you get your license, we'll get, we'll get a chance to go back in there and, and get your own bear, but... Now we had, uh, you know, we had a lot of work to get out of there. It was nine miles back from our camp to the truck. My first animal, I want to be a deer. A deer now? Oh, you changed your mind, huh? Now it's going to be a deer. I want to be a deer first. Okay. That's fine by me. But, um, yeah, so what did you think about the hike back, P? I think it was good. Yeah, it wasn't too hard? My favorite part about the hike back in the dark was seeing those two ginormous frogs. Yeah, we hit a couple of mountain toads up there. They were big old things right in the trail. But, yeah, it was fun. It was nine miles. We hit the creek. We still had four miles to go, and that was all going to be in the dark. And uh, So that was Paley's first night hike with a headlamp on. And uh, This time she actually carried her sleeping bag out and some of her wet dirty clothes the whole way down daddy carried it all the way up but um yeah, she carried it all the way you out carried so my good. pack all the way like half the way up yeah 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 but my pack was pretty heavy it was well over 100 pounds coming out of there with all that meat so yeah packing the sleeping bag helped out but um yeah, so that was kind of our trip, and it was, uh, man, such a special time up there with, with Paley getting to go up, just me and her, and just have a little time to ourselves, and uh, she could kind of just see, you know, the high country and see what it was all about, and what Daddy does up there to, you know, bring these animals back and how hard it is. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. I got a, I got a, just had a blast and got a lot out of that trip and uh, kind of figured out that. You know, I knew she was tough, but she did over tw- well over 20 miles in two days and didn't complain about it. The only complaint that I heard was getting stung by bees and, and stinging have, nettles. And having my shoulders hurt. My yeah, back that's right. Like, your backpack oh. on the way up, that was hurting your shoulders. But your legs did fine. Probably all that train to hunt that you did this summer, getting ready for it. But uh, I now, can't so- wait until my birthday. <laughs> so you can go up in the next stage class for train to hunt uh, but that was it you know i just wanted to kind of you know share our little story um talk about what we did it was a fun little hunt short short and sweet and uh it was really perfect to uh to get my daughter to get a little eight-year-old up there and be able to go chase a bear down and uh pack it out of the mountains and for we've been Christ- eating on it for Christmas, I've got a Santa for a, for a bear call. A bear call? That's right. Uh-huh. That's right. I forgot you were blowing your bear call up there quite a bit, or daddy's bear call. No, mine. It was my mouse call. Oh, that's right. It was the rodent call. No, a mouse. For coyotes. 
monocle. Yeah. A thousand carats. That's right. Yep. So, anyways. But, now we, we had a great time. It was fun. Glad we got to do it before school. And, um, Paley had a really good story to kind of tell all her classmates when she got back. And I think she did that yesterday. I think she shared her story with the whole class. I don't know how many kids at school got a, got a bear hunt story, but there's not really that many. There was, um, Mariah. Okay. Someone. So there's a there's a handful of people that got there were six. To. Yeah, this is a pretty small class, including me. That was seven. Yeah, perfect. So there's not really that much in my class, right? Okay, well, yeah. So that was it. Um, we had a great time. We got a lot of meat. Um, I've been canning bear meat like crazy. I decided with this one, I already got a spring bear this year. Um, I tried this big old fat blueberry bear and uh, just canned a lot of it. Did a little bit of grind with it that we've already pretty much eaten most of that, making uh, all kinds of stuff and spaghetti, some chili, and um, boy, the canned stuff is just incredible. It's so easy to make, and it, just put it up and save some of your freezer space and get a bunch of jars in the in the pantry. It's it's pretty awesome, and it, I don't think there's a better tasting meat than bears from this time of year, and then can it. It's just oh man. Even the neck meat on that thing was tender once canned. But, um, so yeah, that was it. I thought we'd just tell our story, real quick one, and uh, talk about what we did. So, anyway, eight year olds in the mountains, they can do it too. They got a lot of drive, they'll surprise you. And they make it fun because they're always finding cool stuff and, and, uh, getting all creative and seeing things that, that maybe we don't see or we just kind of take it for granted. So, yeah, you did great. You did really well. It was a lot of good hard hiking and really impressed with the, with your age. That was good. I want to tell something. Okay. So ahead. we found this piece of wood at the – I sat on it, and it was at the creek. It was It was in the ground, and I carved me and Daddy's name on it. <laughs> Yep, sure did. That's all kinds of all kinds of signs up there on the mountain. Somebody will probably find our spot looking for all that and all those clues. All right, well, that was it. Short and sweet story of uh, me and Paley's bear hunt, 2017. All right, take care, guys. Hey, folks. Thanks for listening to the Hunt Harvest Health podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Visit our website at huntharvesthealth.com for more podcast stories and recipes. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hunt Harvest Health. You can also message me at stahealthyhunter, that's S-T-H, and I will be more than happy to answer any questions you might have. Also tag your photos, Hunt Harvest Health, or Get Stealthy, as we enjoy seeing what you guys are doing as well.